Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch, hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. So welcome to my podcast about astrology, where I essentially make astrology accessible for, well, the general public, because let's be honest, astrology is a not the easiest subject to try and decipher. And it's a shame to not be able to experience the riches and the wonders of the magical world of astrology. So for those of you who are new, welcome. And I hope you stick around and maybe check out the rest of my episodes. Because I got a couple. Because I can't stop talking about astrology. And... I will continue talking about astrology until the day I die, probably. Because really, there's nothing else going on inside of this head. And for those of you that are returning back for for another episode, thank you for supporting me thus far. And welcome back, as always. And so I am very, very excited for today's topic. And it's a little bit different than what I usually talk about. So for those of you who have been listening to me for a while, you'll know that I usually steer clear from transits and prediction because my emphasis and my goal as an astrologer is the self-help aspect where I focus on your chart as a whole and you as a main character and what your chart can tell you about reaching your highest potential. And so your chart basically is a template that tells you really all of the things that you are here in this lifetime to do and what may be preventing you from actually reaching that highest potential. And so I'm really big on using your birth chart as a guide to improve your life and to honestly take control of your life and live your life to the fullest. And so for me, transits and what the future holds for you, that's not really my cup of tea because at the end of the day, intention is everything. And what you do in the present moment can change your future in a split second. And so it doesn't really make sense for me to tell you what the stars hold for you when in reality, you are very well the master of your own destiny and your destiny changes every day, every second. And so I approach astrology as a tool to help guide your life where you are essentially just trying to reach your highest potential. I'm giving you a tool to help you become the best version of yourself and what wounds and triggers may be present that are preventing you from reaching, again, that potential that you are here in this lifetime to achieve. That is the type of astrologer that I am. I'm focused more on the self-help aspect of it and what your chart can do to empower you. The same way that astrology empowered me and for lack of a better word, quite literally changed my life and the way that I view the world and how I approach the world. And so if you want that kind of insight too, I do offer astrology readings at plutonianaquarius.ca and I offer a wide variety of readings around nine. And if you're interested, stick around until the end of the episode where I go more in depth into the different readings and astrology readings that I offer. 
if you haven't already followed me on Plutonian Aquarius on Instagram, I highly suggest you follow me on Instagram at Plutonian Aquarius, just like my name. And I just post just videos about me just existing in my everyday life. So it's just getting to know me behind the microphone. I just post more about who I am. And I also do post updates about the episode, the episodes, the podcast episodes, and also just my website in general. Yeah. So if that's something that you're interested in, and if not, I would appreciate if you could leave a review at plutonianaquarius.ca if you like today's episode. Okay. So we will move on officially to the content that you are here for. And so if you are here from previous episode, part one, Pluto and Aquarius, and what this big, intense planetary transit means, well, you are here for part two, where I actually go more in depth about what this planet, planetary transit will mean for you as an individual based on your own birth chart. Now, a quick recap about what I talked about in the last episode, and it's going to be a quick recap because I talk a lot, but I just went more in depth in the last episode about what Pluto and Aquarius and Uranus just means in general from like astrology theoretical concepts. And so Pluto is a generational aspect. It's a collective planet. And so it affects a generation. It doesn't affect you individually. But that generation will be marked by the energies of that sign that Pluto is transiting in during that time period. And so each generation has its own quirks. And they are marked by, again, very specific events that happen in time during that moment that they're alive and that that planet is transiting in. Right, Millennials have something specific as a Pluto and Scorpio generation. Gen Z has something specific that happened to them. Um, as the Pluto and Sagittarius generation, Gen X also has something very specific as the Pluto and Libra generation. And so depending on whatever happened during that time period that Pluto was in that sign, it affects that generation. And it really, unfortunately, marks them and really, really changes their perspective on the way that they view the world for better or for worse. And for Pluto's case, it's usually the aim is for better. The choice is yours, how you interpret it. And so what that really means, though, with Pluto being a collective planet, is that as a generation, because of what they experience, they have this energy within them that they end up embodying. And they come in together to really, truly, well, change the world. And just... Every generation has a different approach with the way, the way that they do it. I talked about how millennials are really about inner child work, gentle parenting. They're the ones that actually brought forth that based on all of their experiences growing up, based on their own trauma and their wounds and their triggers that they experience. My generation, Gen Z generation, Pluto and Sagittarius, is all about breaking free and really truly discovering themselves. And well not settling for anything else that doesn't give them joy and happiness. And so we're the generation that everybody really does, unfortunately, <laughs> shit on. 
for lack of a better word, because we know what it is that we want and we won't settle for any anything less. And unfortunately, that we do get labeled lazy. But when we have the world at our fingertips because we were around when the internet became a huge thing, we realize that the world that we live in, it can't always be a bubble. There is so much more out there to explore and to experience and that we're all interconnected and in a way we're not all that much more different from each other. And so to see Pluto transits affecting a generation is a very magical thing, in my opinion. And I think it's a very fascinating thing. I talk about it really in depth in my Pluto um, episode, which again, I recommend you check out. And so now as Pluto is moving away from Capricorn into the sign of Aquarius, we're moving away from this idea of rigid structure and discipline and what it means to be a civilized society. And we're moving away from all of that in a way, breaking free from all of that rigid structure that we had, that we were just so focused. Unfortunately, we didn't have a choice and we thought was going to save our world (laughs) by having all of these structures in place. Women do this, men do that. We go to, we go and we make money and we pay our bills and we make money makes the world go round. When in reality, we realize that the way that we're living and this capitalist approach that we have, it isn't sustainable. And if anything, we're starting to realize the cracks within this, this structure, this so-called structure that we have, especially with the pandemic. And that's the whole idea of Pluto working its magic. Pluto unsurfaces everything that we ignore. Pluto brings forth to your face everything that we would rather ignore. But again, you can't run. You can run. Sorry, you can run, but you can't hide from the truth. That's what Pluto wants you to embrace. Embrace the truth. Embrace the uglier parts because the uglier parts are part of who you are. The uglier parts are part of our society. For me, with this Pluto and Capricorn like transit I've noticed at least where I'm from a huge influx of just gentrification and it's made the homelessness worse where I'm from I'm from Toronto and so when I I'm born and raised in Toronto true blue Toronto girl homelessness wasn't this bad when I was a kid and listen I did not come from a privileged life I grew up around homeless people and that's just the way it was but there were a lot more accessible resources back then than there are now. And it just seems like there's a huge insurgence again of the homeless population that wasn't present when I was a child. That's because we're pushing away everybody out of these affordable homes and, well, demolishing it or raising the prices and making it just so unaffordable and really difficult to, exa- to essentially live and reside in our city, that unfortunately homelessness has just gone up the roof because we're trying to ignore the fact that, well, Toronto isn't meant to be this rich city and that by pushing, by pushing people out of a place doesn't necessarily mean that they won't exist. Pushing homeless people away doesn't mean that they'll cease to exist it doesn't work that way if anything they're going to come back full swing and so where does the homeless population show up they show up in our public transit because they just don't have anywhere else to go the shelters are overflowing and shelters are also being demolished where i'm from 
Can you tell that I'm an Aquarius? I love talking about this stuff. And I could go on and on about it. And so that's why I'm very excited about this. A fancy planetary transit with Pluto and Aquarius. And so that's what Pluto and Capricorn was unsurfacing. It was unsurfacing all of the cracks that are present in our so-called civilized society. All in the name of being fancy and rich and, you know, a hallmarker of a capitalist society. Because that's just the way it should be. When in reality, it's actually far from sustainable. And if anything, it's made the problem worse. And I talked about the healthcare system in my la- in the last episode. Like, there's just a lot. And then I also talked about how all of a sudden trans kids are being attacked. For what reason? And abortions. And women's rights. And holy crap. All of these things that we thought were, well, a part of our civilized society... Turns out they're not. We're not actually that much more civilized than we realize. And that's what Pluto wants us to remember. And we're going to move away from all of that into the sign of Aquarius. And Aquarius is the humanitarian sign. It's the rebel. It's the unconventional sign. It is the individual that marches to the beat of their own drum. They stay true to who they are. And they are the first ones to speak up when things are not right. The vision and the ideal that they have when it comes to the world that we should live in as a society. Because Aquarius is all about improving society, making things better for the common person, for humanity. Aquarius is all about humanity, which unfortunately makes Aquarius a very impersonal sign. But Aquarius really, truly wants the world to be a great and amazing place for every single person it should be fair it should be equal it should be just everybody should feel safe it should be an inclusive environment yeah in a way it's utopia that we strive for that we wish we could have yes i'm an aquarius in case you haven't worried and in case you didn't know by the name plutonian aquarius and so i really truly am that person who has that vision and ideal And a lot of that stems from not feeling like we had a place to belong in when we were growing up. There was something small and insignificant, and sometimes it can be insignificant if you think about it now, that made us different, that made us stand out. And because of that, we got shunned, we got ostracized, and it kind of just left a big impression in our psyche that we carry forward with us, so much so that now we go around trying to make that safe and inclusive space that we so desperately wish we got when we were younger. And that's what Pluto and Aquarius will show us. It'll be chaotic because Aquarius isn't known to be a subtle sign. Aquarius breaks down old structures to make way for new and improved structures by literally just breaking it down, bulldozing it. It's not subtle at all. We're very chaotic individuals. And Pluto is also a very chaotic energy. You, like I said, you can run, but you can't hide. Everything that you are trying to run away from will catch up to you sooner or later. It is terrifying. And so that's why, you, we, like, there has been so many, so many issues that have just come up when it comes to basic human rights that are now coming up. And it is no surprise that it happened around the same time that Pluto is now transitioning into Aquarius. Like, I am not surprised at all. 
because everything that we've been trying to ignore and hide, Pluto is now bringing up. And it's just in time as we move into the sign of Aquarius. And so we're going to see this insurgence of humanitarian ideals and visions coming into light. And it'll be really interesting to see the generation that is born during this time period as well, to see what they do later on in the next 20, 30 years when they're adults. Because of everything that they're going to witness now as a generation, it will leave an imprint on their psyche that they will carry forward with them. Right? The same way that millennials carry forward their ideas of gentle parenting and inner child healing based on their own experiences and based on what my generation is now currently doing that is honestly shocking everybody for some weird reason because we're choosing ourselves. We're choosing to learn and discover more about ourselves rather than being a slave to the capitalist society that we live in. <laughs> oh, man. And so... Yeah, it'll be a fascinating thing to see. And it I just want to put it out there that it'll be a very, very enchanting time. But I really like chaos. But I don't think it's something that we should be afraid of whatsoever. It's the change that we need to see so that we can improve our society for the better. All of these issues that we were having about with the LGBTQ. Oh, my God. I, I am really sorry I'm keep, that I keep stumbling on my words. All of the issues that we see with the LGBTQ plus community to exist as, well, individuals with basic human rights, all of the issues that we're seeing, they will be addressed when Pluto finally makes its way into the sign of Aquarius. And that will be officially after 2024. It'll go back and forth between now and 2024. It'll go back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius, but it'll be official after 2024. And so we're also going to see all of the issues that we have been seeing with like women's rights, man. Like why? Why are we dealing with this like a hundred years after the women's suffrage movement? Like Jesus, man. You'd think we'd be over this, right? And all these issues that we've been having when it comes to like intersectionality issues with race, with systemic inequalities, these are all Aquarian ideas. Aquarius wants the world to be a better place for everybody. And so I'll do everything in their power to make sure that everybody has a place and space to feel safe and included and that they belong in a society. Because that's the whole idea of society is that we have to feel protected, right? We are better together, stronger together. That was the whole idea of society. But have we changed it over time? Yes, unfortunately. That's what it is. <laughs> because... Some things are just good in theory, right? And so Aquarius will address all of those issues. And if anything, it'll be in a chaotic way. But it will be the change that we need to see. Because Aquarius is all about being the sign of unconventionality, staying true to being, to like being the odd one out, living your truth, living in your unconventionality. Oh my God, my voice is cracking. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> by being different you remind everybody else around you that it's also okay to be different and that if anything it's important to remind everybody else around you to live your truth because when you are true to yourself the world is just simply a better place because you remind that next person around you 
that it is okay to be who you are and that it's not something to be ashamed of. So we are going to see a rise in that movement as well. I think it'll be a beautiful, beautiful time period. Yes, it will, it will not be easy. But we are going to see a rise in a lot of equality movements. And the last time Pluto was in Aquarius was in like 1777. We saw the Industrial Revolution, the American Revolution. No, 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 not the American Revolution. I'm sorry. The British Revolution, the French Revolution. Uranus was also discovered. And also a lot of books, about, a lot of feminist writers were starting to make their mark as well. There's a lot of articles about this kind of stuff too. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating stuff. And so we were really, really leaning towards changing the world, really. Changing our perspective. Reaching a different form of enlightenment, really. As a society. The last time Pluto was in Aquarius. So we'll probably see something <laughs> similar, if not, if not more, when Pluto is officially in Aquarius. And so I'm telling you right now that it's not something that we should be afraid of, but if anything, we should embrace. It's really cool. And so, now, finally moving on. When it comes to the planetary transits, and I mentioned this in the last episode, the planets are constantly in motion, okay? If we were worried about every big transit, we would just cease to function because there's always something happening. They're constantly in motion. And the only time we should be worried with these big planetary aspects is when it affects our personal chart. And some of us are more familiar with the transit energy than other people. For me, I'm not terrified of this energy because I'm a Plutonian to begin with. I've been dealing with Pluto transits for most of my life. So to have another one would just be like, okay, here we go again. It was expected. I was counting down the days since I last had one, right? And for some people that, like I mentioned before, that already have a Mercury retrograde in their natal chart, when Mercury is in retrograde, it just feels like home. I'm like, okay, there's a much of a difference. But for other people that aren't familiar with it, it can be very difficult to deal with that. And that's why people like me exist, to help guide you through those transits. So when Pluto officially goes into Aquarius, individuals that have Aquarius in their personal planets will be deeply affected. And this applies to me as well, because I have my sun in Aquarius and my Mercury in Aquarius as well. And so when I talk about the personal planets and why it's affected, whenever we have a generational planet that is in the same sign as one of your personal planets, and remember, your personal planets are your sun, your moon, your Mars, your Mercury, and your Venus, it forms a conjunction. And a conjunction basically means that those two energies are molded together and you can't really differentiate because they're in the same sign. That's what the conjunction is. They're usually in the same sign. So Pluto would be conjunct my sun. It would be conjunct my Mercury. So I would have a Pluto transit over these two personal planets. And so when that happens, Pluto itself is a trans. It's all about transformation. Everything that you have been ignoring, all of those fears, those insecurities, those doubts, all the darker, uglier parts that you have about that personal planet will now come into full, will all come onto the surface. And now you have to deal with them. And you have to face them. You have to face those fears. 
You don't have to face those insecurities so that you, you can become a wiser individual and you can, again, evolve that personal planet's energy and integrate it into your personality and essentially reach a higher potential, a higher version of you. It's always going to be for better. You should always take it as that. So instead of trying to control your circumstances, because the more you try and do that, the more pain and suffering you end up causing yourself, just embrace it. Embrace the energy. So if you have a personal planet in Aquarius, that you'll feel it in the next couple of years. You will. And like, don't get me wrong, because I know Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for like 12 plus years-ish. You're not going to be suffering for 12 years. Don't worry. <laughs> because there is such thing as degrees. So whatever degree your planet is in, say like your sun is in three, Pluto, whenever Pluto is in three degrees in the sky in Aquarius, that means that it'll be conjunct your sun. And it won't happen for 12 years. It'll happen for like, like a couple of weeks, sometimes months. But a lot of the times it's a couple of weeks because then it's going to go over to the next degree. And then it'll eventually transition over to like the seventh degree. So it'll be far away from a conjunction. And so, yes, you won't be suffering all the time. And I want to dispel all of those fears that we have when it comes to Pluto transits. And if anything, they should be embraced. And so for me, that I, the fact that I have my sun and my Mercury in Aquarius, I'll probably experience it at some point. A transformation and a shift in the way that I approach my ego, my idea of confidence, my idea of self-esteem, and what it means for me to shine. And so whatever insecurities and fears that I'm essentially using to hold back and prevent from truly shining in the spotlight and embracing my idea of confidence, like they will really come onto the surf again, onto the surface, and they will have to be addressed. And I have to come face to face with them and essentially address those demons so that I can become a better version of myself. And the person that I will be, well, the person that I am now will probably cease to exist because I will have transformed. And now similarly with Mercury, my ideas of communication and thinking and intelligence will really truly change as well. And being in the sign of Aquarius, I should not like I should not shy away from what makes me different, what makes me unconventional. I should not be afraid of it and embrace it and understand that it's a part of who I am and that embracing all of those differences that make me who I am, that maybe I was afraid to accept, are actually a form of power. And power is very subtle, like I mentioned. Power means that you know who you are, what you bring to the table. That when somebody tries to question you, it doesn't shake you at all. They don't have that power over you at all. Because the only true power you have is over yourself. Where you just exist regardless of what people try and label you as. Or try and box you in. And that's what Aquarius is all about. Aquarius is all about shining bright. Living your truth even when it makes other people uncomfortable. Because by being yourself, you're not hurting anybody. You're simply just living your truth. And by doing that, you remind everybody else to do the same. And by just by doing that, just by existing as somebody 
who has different ways of thinking and being and living and existing, you make the world a better place. And so the way that I approach, again, my Mercury and my sun will really be transformed. And the best way to approach it is to understand that I am different and that it's okay. That maybe I don't have to be like everybody else and there's nothing wrong with that at all. And whatever insecurities and fears, again, that I have about that stuff, I got to embrace it. I got to accept it. I got to come face to face with it, like I mentioned. So I'll talk about your personal planets. And then I'll also talk about your chart in general when it comes to this transit. Because just because you don't have Aquarius as one of your personal planets doesn't mean that this transit still won't affect you. You, you just may not feel it as intimately as some of us who have a personal planet in Aquarius. And there's nothing wrong with that because Pluto was in Capricorn this entire time. And then there were loads of people who, had, who have Capricorn in their personal placements. And I know they were suffering. So your time will come when you will eventually, eventually suffer and transform. Okay, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. If it's not now, it'll happen later. One way or another. Because the planets are constantly in motion, remember? But I'm just here to dispel myths and rumors and empower you. Because that's what I'm here to do. So, again, if you have a sun in Aquarius, uh, whenever Pluto eventually transits over your sun, your idea of self, your idea of ego... And what it means to really truly live and embody your values and your personality will really take a shift. And you will really have to embrace all of the different parts of you that make you different. And if you have your moon in Aquarius, then... Your idea of emotional security will really transform and really shift. And so, essentially, you may realize that the way that you handle your emotions may be very different than the next person around you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the way that you even approach emotions will probably, again, transform and change. And you'll be given a new perspective that, again will change you for the better. And that's only if you accept it and embrace it. And the best way to really know that you're going through a Pluto transit is when everything around you just isn't working. And you just keep hitting roadblock after roadblock, no matter how hard you try. It just feels like there's just so much resistance. And depending on what your sign is or what planet is involved, so say that's your moon in Aquarius, that's involved in this Pluto transit, you're just going to hit a lot of emotional roadblocks. The way that you process your emotions, it's just not working. You feel more frustration. You feel more anger. You're trying to express your emotions, but it's not coming out the same way that worked for you previously. And that's because now you have to embody a different perspective when it comes to expressing your emotions. You have to take a different approach. And unfortunately, it could be something that you were avoiding for a really long time. And now you have to sit down and actually sit down and like face that approach and see if maybe 
it might work and what's stopping you from using that approach and a lot of the times it can be from like those uglier parts that we are afraid to listen to like those fears those insecurities and so a lot of the times Pluto transits are meant to happen in isolation because that's the only way that you can slow down and really listen to those darker parts those hidden unconscious desires that are part of us and they're there because they're a reminder of who we are who we are in our essence in our core those whispers of our unconscious desires are really a reflection of our soul really if you really think about it right a lot of the times whatever we are ignoring and whatever uglier emotions like a lot of the times again we ignore those uglier emotions a lot of those uglier emotions that come up it can be a reflection of a different feeling that we weren't aware of so maybe we feel jealous of somebody for having the life that we want right yes we're not always sure why we're jealous but a lot of the times we're jealous because we just want what they have and what's stopping us from wanting i mean forgetting what they have right we don't need to be jealous why don't we try and achieve what they have right and it all goes down to well also grass isn't greener on the other side we don't know what's going on behind closed doors everything seems perfect from the outside but who knows what's going on right so yes we're jealous and so those are those things that we got to sit down with those uglier emotions because it can tell us more about ourselves and what we want and what our soul is craving and for me for example i I always thought that I was never going to be in the spotlight. I never wanted to shine. I was going to be a cool girl. I was just, you know, I was going to take it easy. When in reality, I've always wanted to do that to the point that I would get jealous of other people that could just wholeheartedly do it without fear. I was like, oh, yeah, no, they're just showing off. Like, what do they know? They're not even real talented individuals. I was mean like that. I got really jealous and I was very envious of them. And a lot of it was because I wanted to do what they did. And in reality, what was stopping me? There's a lot of fears and insecurities that I had to come face to face with. And again, the journey never ends with my son in Aquarius. It's going to take another hit with this little Pluto in Aquarius transit. And so when you have your moon in Aquarius, you're, you're going to see that the way that you process emotions will probably change. And the way that you even view emotional safety will also change and a lot of it will be by embracing the unknown weird parts in in you and those and you should find comfort and safety in those weird parts the more you try and as an Aquarius this applies to all Aquarius the more you try and stick with the conventional stick with what everybody else is trying to do put yourself into a box or follow the crowd the more roadblocks you're going to hit and so you're going to see that a lot more with this transit I can guarantee it because you're not meant to be comfortable. You're meant to change, question the status quo. Step outside of the comfort zone and march to the beat of your own drum. That is what an Aquarius is here to do. And this transit will remind you to do that. Whether you, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And if you have a Venus in Aquarius, the way that you view love will also change. And love can apply not only to other people, but love for yourself. Because self-love is 
I, I argue, is a more important form of love. How else are you supposed to know what you deserve and what you will tolerate if you don't truly know that about yourself? And that only comes when you build a relationship with yourself. And how does that happen? Through self-love. And so you'll find that by embracing all of the different parts of you that you may think makes you unlovable, the weird, quirky, unconventional parts, they have to be embraced. Because otherwise, if you don't, you're probably going to find that you're going to, again, face a lot of suffering, face a lot of pain that you can't really figure out or pinpoint where it's coming from. And a lot of the times with Pluto transit, especially with Venus, I've noticed, it comes in the form of another person. And so if you don't come face to face with the parts of you that are begging for expression, those weird, quirky, unconventional parts, it'll come out through another person. And so another person in your life could represent all of the parts of you that are begging to be expressed. So this person could be weird and quirky and unconventional. And you'll hate it. You'll be like, oh my God, why can't they just be normal? And it's like, why do they have to be normal? <laughs> and it could just be a reflection of you as well, right? It's a, it's a weird form of projection that ends up happening. And I, I notice that happens a lot of times when we are not embodying our chart. Whatever we are trying to avoid ends up coming out through other people. And we label them the weirdos. We label them whatever we are trying to avoid. And so you, you gotta, you gotta embrace all of the weird, the weird, weird vibes that are within you. That's what you gotta do. Because <laughs> if you don't, you'll feel like something's missing. That really applies to a lot of Venus and Aquarius individuals. And if you have Venus and Mars, you gotta, you gotta shake up the status quo. The more you try and put yourself into a box, into a bubble of what society expects out of you, the more rage you'll feel. And you won't understand where this rage is coming from. And that's mainly because you are trying to box yourself up. You are not meant to be boxed. Unfortunately, Aquarius doesn't roll that way, like I mentioned. And there's nothing wrong with that. You'll feel more liberated and free and empowered once you take the road less traveled. And that happens when you really, truly listen to yourself. Don't listen to what people have wanted out of you really sit down and listen to who you are and that's why that isolation aspect comes in and sometimes it can be really sad in that sense and I'm saying this from personal experience it can feel like nobody really understands where you're coming from what you're trying to say but that has to happen because Pluto really wants you to empower yourself Find your strength from within. Don't rely on others. Because at the end of the day, you are your biggest ally. You have all the answers that you need within. That's what Pluto is really trying to build. Trying to build those riches from really delving into the deep, darker underworld. You're basically building that inner strength, that inner power. That's what Pluto really represents. Inner power. And so that's what you can expect if you have Aquarius in your personal planets. But what about for the rest of us that don't have Aquarius in our personal planets? Well, we all have Aquarius in our charts, in our house system. So eventually Pluto will tra travel into your house. 
um, wherever Aquarius is, eventually. And you can figure out how to do that. We'll figure out when it's going to happen. Astro.com has a lot of those transit calculators. Astrodenist has a lot of calculators. Um, I All of the links to those websites are actually on my website, on my Frequently Asked and Disclaimers page. So you can access those. And there are a lot of different calculators that actually look at transits and what is transiting over your house system at any given moment. So you can prepare for that time period. Because like it, it won't happen for like, again, it won't happen for 12 years. It'll happen for a couple of weeks. And you'll feel the energies for those couple of weeks. And then it'll be gone. And then it won't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> because Aquarius, Pluto and Aquarius will happen like in another 248 years. So we'll probably be dead by then. So not to worry about. So if you have Aquarius in your first house and Pluto transits over your first house, you're going to see a very big transformation and shift in the way that you view your idea of self-expression and how you present yourself to the world. Because that's what the first house represents. Now, if it's in your second house and it's trans if Aquarius is in your second house, then you're going to see a big shift in the way that you view stability and what you value in your idea of safety and your idea of self-worth. And because it is a house of resources, how you view resources and what that means in terms of stability. And how you accumulate and gain those resources as well. And how you gain and accumulate that form of security and stability. All in regards to your self-worth. Um, and if you want more information about what each of these houses represent. I already have an episode about the first house. And I also have an episode about the second house. And I will probably talk about the third house. And the rest of the houses in the, couple, in the following weeks as well. So stay tuned for those. So now... When Pluto and Aquarius transits over your third house, and that's only if Aquarius is in your third house, you're going to see a shift in communication in the way that you think, and the way that you learn. Your ideas when it comes to that area of your life will really shift and change. Now, if you have um, Aquarius in your fourth house, your idea of security and family and roots and what it means to truly feel safe and have, an, have a comfort zone will really shift. And a lot of it, all of this will happen when you embrace the unconventional quirkiness when it comes to this area of your life. That is the best way to embrace that form of transformation. Now, if you have Aquarius in your fifth house, your idea of, in a way, creativity, expression, and children and inner child healing and even just like casual well not casual I'm, I'm not gonna I'm gonna reword it ideas of romance and in a way casual flings will really change and transform as well now if you have Aquarius in your sixth house your idea of well everyday life and having a routine and taking care of yourself from the physical body will really take a shift. Will really transform. Now, if you have Aquarius in your seventh house, your idea of relationships 
and balance and harmony and reciprocal relationships will really change. And reciprocal relationships can be like friendships. They can be romantic relationships. So the way that you interact with these individuals that you are in a reciprocal relationship with will really, again, transform and really shift. You have a grace in your eighth house. Your idea of intimacy and the subconscious and everything that is just underneath the surface will really, again, come into full swing and really shift for you. And you'll have to come, again, face-to-face with those darker parts. And a lot of it will be embracing those insecurities and fears that you have when it comes to your unconventional side, the quirky side that you have, the eccentric side. Your ninth house, if your ninth house is in Aquarius, then... But the way that you approach self-discovery, learning, higher learning, will also have to change because of the transit. Now you have Aquarius in your 10th house, which is the professional career house. That will really change. So the way that you approach career, becoming a productive member of society, you'll really have to, you'll really be, you'll really have to question those ideas and whether or not you're really truly staying true to who you are or if you're trying to box yourself up into what society expects out of you. Now, if you have Aquarius in your 11th house, your idea of humanitarianism, humanitarianism, I can't speak anymore, humanitarian ideals and values, and also what it just means to be unconventional and different will really, really change when it comes to the 11th house. The 11th house is Aquarius's house. And 11th house is also everything that is also very impersonal. So all of your impersonal relationships, all the people that you work together for common goals and projects, you'll probably start to view the people around you that you actually create with, create these cool projects with a common goal they may shift. You may find that you now have a different group that you actually reach out to. Now your 12th house, spiritual house, also your subconscious. And the part of us that is kind of, it it feels inaccessible. That will have to be embraced. That itself is is a, a house that is very confusing for the intellectual world to really understand because it's everything... That, again, because it's the subconscious, it's everything that is there in the background, but we're not always aware of. And so you'll really have to dig deeper into your psychological wounds, your insecurities, those fears. Really dig deeper into a spiritual side that exists within you. Even if you don't think it exists, it's there. And Aquarius, believe it or not, is spiritual. Aquarius is a very, Aquarius is big on the occult. The esoteric world. They're all about discovering things that we still have yet to discover. And so having it in your 12th house, you really have to go deep within to really truly discover what your dreams are, to discover who you are at your core. When all of the labels that we try and use to define us and use as a safety net cease to exist, who are you at your core? 
huh? It's confusing. It really is. But I will probably I will go more into the house system in the next couple of weeks. That's up in the agenda. I was actually going to talk about the third house this week, but I was like, you know what? I'm being called to talk about this transit because everybody seems to be panicking about it. And I want to make sure everybody knows that it's not something to be afraid of. And everybody is going to feel it differently, depending on what else is going on in their chart. And that's the whole idea of transits. It affects people differently, depending on what is going on, depending on what's going on in their chart. And that's how you should look at it. And that is how you can control that fear. And we don't, I know we like blaming the planets for everything but you know a lot of us do have control in our lives and it's important to remember that and I always tell you that astrology is used as a tool to improve and better your life it's not something that we should use to instill fear in others and so that's why I'm not a fan of what a lot of pop astrology does do yes it makes astrology accessible but a lot of the times the information that is presented There's only so much that can be said and you can't always go in depth. And so a lot of the times, a lot of misinformation is spread. And that's not fair because astrology is so cool and I want everybody to like explore and experience it and experience the magic. But sometimes it's not always possible. But that is why we have this podcast. So regardless, I hope this two-part series was able to give you a lot of insight and clarity as to what Pluto and Aquarius holds in store for all of us as a collective and what it holds in store for you as an individual. Now, if you do want more insight and clarity when it comes to your own chart and you like the way that I think as an astrologer and you want to invest into some self-help tools to empower your own life, stick around while... I talk about all of the different astrology readings that I offer. But if that's not your mojo, that's perfectly fine. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you can leave a review at plutonianaquarius.ca. I would really, truly appreciate it. I want all the feedback. Okay, I can see that everybody is listening. I have so many different followers, but I don't get enough reviews. I want to know if there is more that I should be doing. So please leave a review. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, please follow me at Plutonian Aquarius at Instagram. But if not, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye bye So I have a wide variety of readings and a wide price range. They go from 25 all the way up to 400. My cheapest offering for 25 is where I just break down your chart for you, where I tell you what your personal planets are, what your outer planets are, and where they're located in your house system, and what aspects you have in your personal planets. So I break it down for you, similar to what they would do in one of the free birth chart makers, but I find that they don't always go in depth and actually connect the dots for you. And so I can just do that for you for just 25 And also for 25, I actually have this new series called the ICU series where I actually do, right now I have a self-care series based on your moon sign. I do pre-recordings based on a specific aspect in everybody's charts 
and I personalize it. And so, like it suggests, I do 20-minute recordings about what a good self-care routine looks like for you based on your moon sign. And so if that's something that you're interested in, to learn about a self-care routine that's geared towards you, but you never really learn what works for you, I suggest purchasing one of those. And they are very insightful because I know that that's something a lot of us struggle with, self-care. Then for $50, I have ask a question. If you have a specific question about your birth chart, I can answer it, whatever it may be, and I will go in-depth. Then for 100 I have your big three reading where I look at your sun, moon, and rising. These three aspects are very foundational to your personality. So if you're still a little bit confused about the world of astrology but would like some insight, this is a good place to start because I talk about how these three aspects come together to make up you as an individual. But even then, I'm still just scratching the surface. Then for 150 I have two offerings. I have the life's purpose reading where I look at your north node placement. Your north node is very important in determining what you are here in this lifetime to do and what may be getting in the way of helping you reach your highest potential and you're here to fulfill your north node placement. And so your north node and your south node placement will be taken into consideration and also where they're located in your house system. And so which areas of your life will your north node manifest? And then I also have a career reading. And so I basically go into depth about what a good and appropriate professional career pathway would look like for you. Because yes, your birth chart does talk about that. And what would work for you as an individual? Also for 150, I also have the love reading where I go into depth about what a, what a good healthy relationship looks like for you and what may need to be healed in order for you to reach that lovely healthy relationship that again a lot of us are really looking for. For 200 I have the synastry reading which is a compatibility reading between you and your person of interest. It can be a family member, a loved one, or it could just be a friend because love comes in many different sizes and shapes. And so for 200, I do an in-depth analysis where I compare your chart and their chart just to see what's going on in the planets for you. But I just ask that you have known this person for at least a year. And my final offering, which is 400, is your full birth chart reading. And that itself is a big investment. And so that's why, and it's a big investment even on my part too, because I really go in depth into your personal planets, your outer place planets, and where they're located in your house system. And I also take into consideration your north node placement and I put it all together. I even talk about all of your house systems as well. Now they're all interconnected where you're the main character. So it's, it's a big, big, big reading. And again, it's a big investment. Something that you could use for, again, 10 plus years. Because I still have my readings from the past and I still look at them. But if this is something you're interested in and if you like the way that I think as an astrologer, 
I highly suggest purchasing one of my readings so that you can get more insight and clarity into taking control of your life and using astrology as a tool to just improve your life. Because that's what I really want for you when it comes to my podcasts. I want to empower you the same way that I was empowered with the world of astrology. I'd also suggest looking at my frequently asked question or FAQ disclaimer page before booking a reading where I talk about some do's and don'ts and also more, more in-depth understanding of how I go about my readings in general. So that is all I have for today. I hope I was able to help you understand what this intense planetary transit means for us as a collective. And until next time, bye-bye.